Hello all and welcome to the number one podcast in the southeast suburbs of Melbourne, Unbearable. I'm your host, Braden Oliver, and as always, I'm joined by two future club legends, Ethan Stones and Cooper folks. Boys, please say hello. Hey, Braden, Cooper. Oh, Stones, it's great to have you here and on time as always. Hi everyone, welcome um, back. Also joining us today is one's cricketer. And a man I assume would make a good spaghetti bolognese sauce. Michael Sherp, that was what I welcome. Yeah, thanks a lot there, Braden. Um, could have uh, could have gone through a bit more of my uh, credentials, I think. Like 15-year treasurer, uh, you know, youngest life member of the club, club person of the year 2018. Yeah, uh, that's all right. I'm host of teams with Chirp, but that's that's all right. <laughs> pasta, pasta maker. Yeah, I think I can make a, a reasonable one, but yeah. <laughs> nice to be here, boys. An absolute honour. No, it's um, it's fantastic to have you on, Chirp. Um, obviously, you're an avid follower of the podcast. What does it mean to you to be able to come on to such a prestigious podcast like this and reach so many people out there? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a podcast man myself, so I listen to quite a few of them. When I heard you guys are making one, I'm like, oh, this is going to be no good. Um, but, but ever since I started listening to it, I've been hooked. Been loved it. All the guests have been fantastic. The um, the uh, I think I remember last week with the the Will Carr one. I was like, I messaged Stones. I'm like, when's it coming out? And he's like, oh, five o'clock. And I got to five o'clock, and I'm searching around. I'm like, where is it? So I was halfway through messaging him, like uh, writing him a Facebook message, saying, mate, what is going on here? Um, you told me five o'clock, and then a little notification popped up and said, our new new post on the Bears thing. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So yeah, mate, I'm hooked. Love it. Nuts. So actually, big shoes to fill. They're uh, the the boys have been fantastic. Is there anyone that stands out as a favourite, and also maybe a least favourite? Since you know, potting people is a real way to go on this podcast. Um, least favourite probably Lockie Brown. I'll start with that one. That was just uh, pretty average, and I know he'll he'll react to that. So let's go with that. Um, um, favourite had to be uh, Matt Dooms near Narrabana. Ripper podcast that that. Uh, this is no joke. That that thing about him, uh, his metaphor about Andrew Mazzagatti, um holding up the or being in the Premiership Cup photo, is just one of the funniest things I've ever, ever heard. Absolutely brilliant. It's uh could, could be could be more true as well. Like when you actually think about it, like what what did Maz do? <laughs> I've been trying to I've been I've been trying to think about it. Like it's it's actually like I looked at the photo and actually it started to get me angry. <laughs> Um, I've, I've been like looking at online Photoshop courses just so I can see if I can get him removed from the uh, that photo. I could just I can't, I don't know why he's in there, but uh, it's um, that metaphor, yeah. Like I so said, I reckon I've listened to that about 10 times and I laugh every single time, so it needs to uh, needs to be a ringtone, I think. That's terrific. So, Mike, are you all right if we just start firing questions off at yourself? Go ahead, mate. Stonesy Coops, either of you two want to start us off? Yeah, look, I'd actually like to start with one here, if I could. Um, so, Tats, as you said earlier, you know, you've been a treasurer at the club for a very long time now. Um, it, uh, so, you know, I had a feeling this one might be coming through. Money related. Um, so, just how much money have you embezzled from Basically, the club? I'm just managing a, a pool of funds from, from all you boys. So, everyone that's – all the club members, I'm just basically managing a fund, a, a, a pool of their cash. So, if I – if I take 500 bucks out of there, that's it's the same as me going through your wallet, Coop, taking 10 bucks out, 10 bucks out of Braden's, 10 bucks out of Goodsies. Uh, he can afford it, so I don't feel bad about that one. But um, 
it's not uh, not something of uh, I've done, uh, but something to be honest, something you could easily do as a treasurer. So, kids, if you're ever looking to uh, embezzle funds in the future, be, become a treasurer. It's a quite an easy thing to do. But no, I would never do it, mate. I love the club too much. Would you say 15 years of playing third grade cricket would be worth having the opportunity to become a treasurer and embezzle that money? Uh, well, at that, I think at the point I was treasurer, I was playing second 11 cricket uh, in your first season. And I was like, well, I, I never really knocking on the door for first, first, but I was like, you know, a youngster with a bit of promise. Um, so it's sort of like throughout the time that I've been treasurer, I've just been dwindling around in the, the thirds and the fourths and really, yeah, not, not doing much on the cricket field. But um, oh, look, I don't think the, the on-field stuff doesn't uh, isn't a precursor to whether you can become a, a treasurer or not. It's just, um, you know, if you're a nerd like me and you like your numbers, then put your hand up. If there's someone out there that wants to uh, do it, I can train them through it and they can, uh, they can start up. Yeah, I think Bryce Campbell was actually uh, pretty interested in working with those numbers. So, uh, Bryce, oh. if you're listening, mate, um, give, Jeff, give, give Jeff a call. Yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, um, that actually brings back uh, memories of Dooms questioning my integrity and put me in the same, same conversation as Bryce Campbell. Um, yeah, that actually, that actually hurt a bit. But, yeah, pretty much anyone could uh, put their hand up, but Bryce Campbell's probably one that we, uh, we wouldn't go with. I don't think there's ever been a less trustworthy bloke in the that I've met. So uh, no. All right, Stoner, mate, what have you got for us? Uh, Chip. So in the last few episodes, your name has continuously come up in negative light, a lot by Braden, I might add. Would you like to respond to the criticism that's come your way over these past few episodes? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, it was Braden. There was one thing about the uh, the afternoon teas. Saying that I, I uh, you know, had it out for Viv or something, which is absolute crap. I, uh, I like our afternoon teas, and always talk about afternoon teas. I don't know where this has come from. Call me a coward as well for not approaching. Like, where, where did this come from, Braids? This is, this is oh. you that brought this up specifically. Look, I, I don't quite remember what you're referring to, Chip. Um, but if I was to say, I, I think you'd made some lewd comments throughout the year. And I just think, yeah, you have your chance now to come forward and be honest with it and say that maybe you weren't overly happy with um, the operational management of the canteen. Mate, all, all I've done, and I know I've brought things up in the past, is just um, brought up what other people have said about it, not not my own feelings, mate. I'm a massive Viv fan, a Viv enthusiast, you'd call me. Um you know, it's not easy to get someone to go uh, and work in a canteen basically week after week, giving up their uh, their summer. So she does a super job, Viv, and I won't, uh, won't have anything bad to say about her. All right. Well, then what about some of the other comments that have been made your way regarding more the integrity of a poll that you've had out on Facebook? Ah, uh, that one, yeah. Will Carr. Will Carr and Matt, Matt Doomsney, he's... <laughs> I, I don't want to make this all about Doom, but seriously, like Matt Doomsney parents, or what's her name, Deborah Doomsney, she must have ripped Dooms's taste buds out at birth or something like that. Like, he, and then just replaced them with like rocks or testicles or something like something that, that has no taste because he, he, he happily jump on Facebook and assume that he's like the man, the oracle, and knows everything about food. 
Um, but he comes across and likes like defending Turkish delight, horrible chocolate. And the people spoken in like Turkish delight couldn't even knock off the old uh, the old humble Milky Way. Will Carr as well, another bloke questioning the integrity too. Like I, I I'd no I'd no horse in this race, mate. I was just a man that wanted to settle it. I was surprised because I put up a post on Facebook saying Turkish delights were the last one left in the bowl as standard. They always seem to be. And then everyone coming out defending Turkish delight, saying it's a great chocolate. Like this is not, this is not right. Um, so then when I put up the that that inspired me to do the poll, and then the poll showed it couldn't even beat the humble Milky Way, which is just I don't know, it's just like fluffy chocolate covered in other chocolate. Like it, it just goes to show you, mate. No one likes Turkish delight. Was there a reason you left off the standard dairy milk? Um, yeah, I. The, the only reason is because it's a bit like I can only fit 16 in there. Um, and then I could have put the dairy milk in and that galaxy one from the, the Mars side. But I thought, look, it's just that's just straight plain chocolate. Would you have voted that? Like, it's I, just I reckon chocolate. that would have gone the whole way, personally. No, I think you're kidding yourself, Braids. It's not like that's just chocolate, mate. You might as well get a block if you, if you like that. Just get a full block of chocolate. Why would you buy a favourites block if you want to get just the, the dairy milk? I don't think too many people just go out and buy favourite boxes. This might be an unpopular opinion. I think they're just gifted to you. I don't think I've ever gone yeah, out that's, and that's bought one. Point. No, no, that's, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll retract that. But So you're saying if your favourite box is open, you'd go for the dairy milk? Oh, it's definitely up there. Um, it'd be there. The, car- the caramello goes all right as well, I would have thought. Um, no, you... I'll get, no, no one dislikes the dairy milk. It's hard to dislike, but it's not. No, it's no one's favourite. No one goes, oh, yeah, dairy milk. Well, you, we've got it's, we've got two other Turkish delight fans in the podcast. Oh yeah, it's a good word. Enthusiast, I'd like to use the word enthusiast, please. Huge fan of the Turkish delight, chair. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree bit, with you, mate. But I'm, I'm, I was a little bit shaken I, I, up. I agree with Will in that one. I like um, the Milky Way. It's, it was a pretty Will weak Carson sort of first round. Opponent couldn't even beat it. So, um, um, look, I, I understand where, where Will's coming from. You know, he thought uh, you know the real Turkish delight enthusiasts are saying um, how did it lose to the Milky Way, but it just just wasn't good enough. People just don't like. I th- actually, what what I did think afterwards about the Turkish delight, people either love them or hate them. There's no they're not like your dairy milk chocolate where people go, oh, like everyone goes, oh, yeah, it's all right. Because, you know, everyone will eat dairy milk chocolate. It's, it's essentially in every other chocolate. So, um, but Turkish delight, people people either love it or they go, nah, I do not like that at all. So, um, it has been a bit of bad luck. So, sorry to disappoint you um, enthusiasts out there, but it wasn't good enough on the day. Uh, Coops, mate, do you have another question for us? Fair enough. Um, yeah, I do. I do. I really want to get off this topic now because I'm getting a little bit frustrated here. Um, naturally, Turkish delight should have won, in my opinion. Anyway, um, so a big question here that has come my way, Chirp. If you were to find $50 on the way home from a night out, would you A, leave oh, you just claim it as your own. Well, that's B, a... drop it at a police well, station. Well, just, you just C, claim it as your own. Like, if you find 50 bucks on the ground, I, I think it's a no-brainer. I actually, when, when, you, when you said $50 night out, I started to get a bit worried uh, for a sec. Something else was coming up. But, um, the yeah, you just take it yourself. Like, even if I knew, if I saw someone drop the 50 and I, they looked like a pretty ordinary bloke, like, 
um, well, it's Jesus, a lot of people to pick. Say <laughs> Bryce Campbell. No, but well, I, get, I mean, everyone would do that. But um, he actually still owes the club about three hundred and fifty bucks. So I was about to say anyone... you're probably picking up your own fifty bucks if it comes out of Bryce. Yeah, I know. I was going to say if you <laughs> if you see him out at uh, wherever he goes, whatever night spot he frequents, just uh, feel free to take whatever money you want out of his wallet. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, that's a no-brainer. Unless, unless it was like you know a good-looking bird or a um, uh, like a reasonable bloke that you knew, you just take it and then you, you laugh about it. And then like especially if you saw a bloke drop a fifty, and then you took the fifty, went up, bought a drink, you'd go back to the bloke later on and give him a cheers as well, and he wouldn't even know what he's cheers and that. I reckon that'd be part of the that'd be more fun. So, uh, Ethan, mate, have you got Easy another one, question mate. on the line? Uh, I do. This caused a bit of controversy between me and Brain last episode, but in between your stints as the twos players this year, do you believe you were the number one spinner in the thirds? And if not, who was? Um, I um, I, no, I don't think I'm the number one spinner in the thirds. I, 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 um, I reckon, being honest, yourself, Stonesy, the number one uh, spinner in the thirds. I actually got all the third spinners here, so... Uh, which needs Sammy Curtin on, but I uh, don't really class him anyway as a spinner. But um, no, it's it's funny. Like I do, I do rate Braden spin bowling. It's it's funny, Braden. Your captaincy throughout the year, mate. Um, I thought it was quite good. You know, you never listen to any of my field placement suggestions or anything. But um, I reckon the one time you did listen to me was like when I suggested you'd come on the bowl. And I know, like it was literally the only time that you you would take. On one of my things, I'd go, oh, mate, maybe you should give yourself a roll. And then the next day, you'd be handing your cap to the umpire. You'd, oh, sorry, Crossy, just uh, just wait there, mate. I'll, I'm having a roll. You couldn't have done it quick enough, especially when there's like some left-hander. I think like you were actually coming up to me purposely after that. If there's a if there's a left-hander batting, thinking, oh, what do you think, Chirp? Just because you know what my only strategy to left-handers would be, oh, bowl yourself, Braden. I reckon you're literally just going out there to do it. But no, I think. Um, I don't think I'm much of a bowler, to be honest with you, Brad. I'll put you second and, and myself third. So, but Stones, you're uh, you're the one that's clearly got potential and, and, and is going to go places. That's a that's a no brainer. So, do you think you're number one spinner, Brad's? Well, I didn't ask the question. Stones, you did. Firstly, um, secondly, I dismissed every. I'm just reading. Secondly, the I dismissed you, right? every single left-handed batsman that faced me this year, except for one who Will Card dropped a gimme off. Um, yeah, that wasn't an easy catch, despite what Will said last week. That was a soda. It was relatively simple. Um, secondly, Stones had a bowling average about 48 this year. So, Yeah, I know. Yeah, he did get tapped around a bit. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is... Does that speak of poor captaincy no, or poor bowling? Poor bowling. But, um, Stones, to be honest with you, mate, no I... No offense, but I know, we know you got we know yeah, you got potential, but uh, you do you put the old short one in there and the easy four ball. So, um, <laughs> but no, look, you look. Said, I do rec- so, I do ball. recall one bowling stint from you down at Dingley against the bottom team Stonesy, where you got absolutely tapped. You did, yeah, and I. That's when we're allowed to play good shots. That's when I got hit for a six by number eleven. That was a good day. Good team, Dingley. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. if anyone of the, oh, here we go. any of the Dingoes players are out there, um, drop us your line, give us a yell, let us know where you're listening from. <laughs> He's a great man, Rory. Oh, Rory. He'd be a good guest. Such a <laughs> good team, Dingley. 
Rory, um, hopefully we get Rory on. Any highlight moments from you guys against games against England this would year? Love to, would love to Rory, Rory to be listening along. Anything, anything My three ticket? wickets and then getting getting a plug out three ways in the one uh, in the one ball. <laughs> Nothing to do with you, Braden, you idiot. I'm more, I'm more thinking around the second time we played. <laughs> Anyone got any highlights from that? Um, I can't remember that game too much. Either. No. <laughs> that was a ripper. Did someone? Yeah, that was a ripper. You're six, Braden. Who said that? What was that one? Chief, Chief's catch. Is that Chief's you catch speaking? That was pretty good. Are you changing your voice, Braden? I think we'll move on from this. This hasn't worked out the way I like, would like it to. No, nah, you're an idiot. Sam Curtis, <laughs> Cooper, would you like to fire away again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just going to keep yeah. on the topic of cricket a bit here, Chirp. So, obviously, it's well known around the club. You've got one of the uh, more peculiar batting techniques. It's, uh, I, I actually, when, when I'm, when I'm facing up, I think I look normal. To get more people to come um, down it was only until I cricket. saw it. Someone videoed it one time. I'm like, God, that looks horrible. Um, actually, no, I reckon it was Spud pointed out some guy that batted like me. Um, I think his name was Eli Hayes or something. We had him down about 10 years ago. He batted like me in the nets and Spud like, he bats like you, Chep. I don't bat like that. And then um, I've seen a video of myself and I bat ex- exactly like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my technique's no good. But um, I do like to, to be honest, I do like to play some entertaining shots. Once, once I'm in, once I'm on about... I'll say once I'm in, once I'm on about 10 or something, I feel like no no bowler ever can get me out. Like I could just smash Josh Hazelwood around the park. So I start playing these shitty, cute shots that, I don't know, it's it's horrible to watch. It's, it, it looks, it's okay and entertaining when it works, but um, God, I've got the, uh, I've got myself out too many times playing stupid shots and, and things that aren't good for the team. So no, it's not, uh, it's not done for the crowd. It's just, I've got this stupid thing that comes over my head once I've faced like five overs. I'm, I'm suddenly in can play like Glenn Maxwell. So, no good. A question about that, your shot selection. I do recall one game down at Hampton Park. Before you went out to bat, you told me you'd put away the slog sleep, sweep for the year. Um, yep. Three bowls later, you were bowled slog sweeping. Can you just explain to me what your thought process was through that? I I, yeah, I, I can't. There's something wrong with me mentally. Um, when there's an off spinner, like, like I face Shirty and oh, Matty Pereira, I used to hit every like every single ball. I used to slog sweep in the net. Shirty as well. I don't seem to struggle too much with off spin in the nets. I haven't said that. Like, um, Isaiah Jassal gets me quite a bit, but um, I, don't, I just I don't rate that style of bowling. So as soon as I see any off spinner, I just can't help. I just feel like I've, I've got a slog sweep. It and on the um. Ever since that uh, grand final a few years ago when I hit one hundred and something metres, it, uh, so I had to bring that up at some point. But uh, ever since that day, I've just, I feel like I can just clear, clear fields every time. Like I can just go over the top. And, um, yeah, it doesn't bounce like it does on the, in the, uh, the practice nets. It rolls a lot. And, since I just, and I've been bowled probably eight or nine times playing that shot since. So I've got to give it away. Can't, but I can't help myself, Braden. And like I said, I couldn't have apologised more after I went out that way. So, Cooper, yeah. folks, mate. Um, yeah, got a couple of fan subs here, Tatsy. Um, oh, so last no. week we Where's had his... former marquee owner uh, Will Carr on the podcast. Um, Send a lot of good things about himself. Good things about his club. Um, 
apparently it was. <laughs> yeah, it was a cracker of a joint. Apparently, it was quite the night spot about ten years ago. Um, so we hear that uh, you know, on a particular night. Yeah, I was. Will we was there that night and uh, handed me a. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll basically start. Like my memory's a bit sketchy from that night. It was two thirty in the the morning. Um, so most people's memory pretty sketchy then, and um, I remember just. It's very scarce at that time of night. There'd be about uh, three girls in the joint and maybe 100 guys trying to get those three girls. So um, I just remember a girl at one side of the podium pointed at me and said, oh, we're not allowed to swear on this. She goes, she goes oh, it's, it's effing you. And then I looked at her and I'm like, oh, God, what have I done? And she goes, she goes, oh, it's you. She ran towards me and then hit me over the back of the head with her um, cruiser bottle. <laughs> like she was standing above me, so it hit the right the back of my lid. Um, and then I'm like, I'm like what, the hell, what the hell did you do that for? I, was, I said a few swear words in there. And then she goes, she goes, yeah, you're an effing idiot. And then smashed the bottle square over the back of my head, shattered everywhere. Um, I, like, I touched the back of my head and my hand was just covered in blood. Um, and I'm like, what the hell do you do that for? And then she just walked off with her friends and, um, I went, I walked over to Will and Will's like, oh shit, chirp, you better get yourself to the, uh, the Alfred. So he gave me, uh, he gave me about 20 bucks, which is about, it's about the cost of a Jack Daniels and Coke back then. <laughs> um, so he gave me that and I got a, I got a, got a cab out to, uh, um, to the Alfred, um, but yeah, no, oh, sorry, just before that, we are standing out the front because the, the girl, got, girl got kicked out with all my mates and my mates went up to her and said, you know, what what, what did he do? And she's like, oh, he knows what he did. Oh, mate, to this, day, to this day, I don't know what she did. She must have been, she must have been an ice addict or something. I, I don't know. Just, just... I, I can speculate on the things I may have done, but um, on a previous, but I'm, not, I'm not too sure. I was going to say, is there a chance that you might have owed her $50? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't her, mate. Uh, or ninety six. Uh, yeah. yeah, that that one weighed about twice twice as much as the other one. Unless uh, she lost a lot of weight, but no, um, no, it wasn't her. And that was, I think that that incident happened about five years after that. So, so Stonesy, yeah. mate, what have you got for a follow up on that? We'll, we'll move on quickly from that. Uh, yep. Uh... What does it mean to be a one's creator, chat? Yeah, well, it's, mate, it's been a long time coming. I've been at the club for 17, 18 years. And um, now I've seen, look, I've played, I've played a lot of twos cricket when we were, were an ordinary twos side. Um, I think Barney, you speak to Barney, will tell you about that. About that. We're, uh, we used to just get beaten outright regularly, or well, half the games in the season. The rest of them, we just get beat normally. Um, the... So I've played a lot of cricket and I've seen a lot of kids come up through the ranks, spin bowlers as well, like Michael Wallace's and um, yeah, Isaiah Jassal, like these sort of kids. I can I reckon I can name about 20 or 30 of them and they all just jump ahead of me. So they play one season where they're okay at cricket, Riley Marks another one, play one season where we're about the same. And this is usually when they're about 14 and I'm, you know, I've been practising the, the leg spin art for about 15 years. They're at 14, and then as soon as they hit 15, suddenly they're turning it square and landing every ball when I'm still bowling full tosses and all this sort of shit. So I was thought I was never going to play. Um, 
first 11 game. My brother as well. My brother came to the club and then within like two seasons, he's played a first 11 game. Just the amount of guys that just jump ahead of me has been ridiculous over the years. But um, yeah, to finally get one, uh, it actually it actually meant a lot. I know it wasn't a, um, a, a turf one game, but, uh, um, but you know, playing against Cranbourne, who were uh, uh, previous... Victorian State T20 champions um, with pretty much the same team as far as I'm concerned. So it wasn't, wasn't playing a dud slide. Um, yeah, look, it, it meant a lot. and Should have had two wickets there. Matty Robbo dropped a, a nice easy catch. So, um, And all I was trying to do was slog sweep a six in front of a massive crowd. But yeah, look, it, it, mate, it, I, couldn't, I, I can't say in words how much that actually meant to play. It uh, meant a lot. Super Coops, have you got one from the fan submissions again? Um, yeah, yeah, I've got one of the one one. It's another question that really caught my attention out of the comments. Um, <laughs> there was no context provided. The question just says, "Was it touched on the line?" <laughs> and was it George? Oh. Pell? That's uh, no, that's a different. Uh, was George Pell involved? Two different anyway. topics there. Touched on the lines. Uh, back from the uh, 1993 Grand Final, Essendon v Carlton. Um, I'm sure you've seen Michael Long's end-to-end goal uh, and Steve Silvani claiming that he touched the ball on the line like an absolute liar and hanging his head in shame when he realised the umpire's caught out his lie. Absolutely not touched on the line, no. Um, a lot of Carlton supporters out there watching this uh, uh, will be listening to this podcast. There's um, the 93 Grand Finals on quite regular on Foxtel at the moment, so feel free to have a bit of a look. Yeah, it was definitely touched, but we move on. Um, three essentials and three non-essentials from the club there, Jim. Um, yeah, as mentioned, uh, as mentioned before, I'm going to. Uh, I've, I've got. I've actually done a bit of homework this one, and I've got. I've got one non-essential, one essential, and one non-essential for each side. So, we should just start with the essentials. Yeah, go for it. All right, now, worries. So, uh, so I've done each. Yeah, done each of the sides. Uh, first eleven. Uh, the essential: Matt Chasemore. Flew to chase more. Absolute genius. Supremely confident. Reverse tanger. He just he just wins matches. Um, very unique individual. He was brilliant on last year's trip away. Uh, to be honest, without Matt Chasemore, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure what sort of a season we would have had this year. So, um, And I'm surprised he hasn't been mentioned in the past as an essential, uh, especially an essential player. So he's me at one from the first. Second 11. Uh, Jack Phillips, absolutely best bloke alive. Given his uh, age as well, I, I don't reckon I've met a bloke. Jack's age, it is that good. Uh, key to the social scene, another outstanding trip away man. Um, can't speak highly enough of Jack Phillips. Essential at the cave. Thirds, uh, essential Ethan Stones. Um, this hurts because you're on this one, but uh, saying given your age and your talents and given your, uh, you know, getting involved. Off the uh, off the field as well with this podcast is uh, is pretty impressive. So no doubt that you'll uh, play a bit more higher cricket at some point, um, and then realise that you're uh, not that good to get the state level, and then come back to Berwick. But uh, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe maybe wait till you make a score of above forty, probably before you go to uh, district cricket. Probably a good idea. Um, uh, I mean, he's not. <laughs> Mate, you look you look a million bucks and don't look like giving your wicket away. But as soon as you get the forty, you look like you've uh, never held a bat before. So, um, 
fourth eleven. Um, not not a sexy pick this one, but Wayne Viney. He's uh does a does a lot of the uh, does a lot of behind the scenes work that that uh, a lot of guys won't be uh, familiar with. But on the committee, he's uh, he's always out there trying to raise funds for the club, and he, yeah, he, look, he does a heap, and he has he has raised quite a lot for the club, and he's, there's a reason the club's in a a real good position. Doesn't get the credit sometimes he deserves. I know that's not the uh, the sexiest one. But, um, handy bloke to know as well in case you you know caught drink driving or you're caught for break and entering. Just drop his name and you. Probably, uh, probably be able to get out of it with a small caution or something like that. So, plenty of uh, just use that one, kids. If you get get yourself in any trouble, um, fifth eleven, Stevo. That's uh, I think it's an easy one. The um, just a just a rat bag kid, average cricketer, loose loose cannon. It's just a it's just a mini Andrew Taylor. It's just like you know, it doesn't matter if Stevo doesn't play. Next year, he's just he's just essential to be around the, the club. It's the same with Wiggy too. Like, it doesn't matter if he doesn't play as long as he's around the joint. He's he's pretty funny. So, yeah, he'll be essentials now. The hang on, Steve will be filthy that you put him in in the fifth eleven. He will be livid. <laughs> I, I did see that, but I had to uh, I had to find someone for uh, fifth eleven. I I wanted to get Steve in, and I already had fines in there. So, I um. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was only sorry he played a few games there, but um, that's all right. Sorry, Steve, if you're out there, but uh, I did call him an essential, so hopefully that offsets it. Um, geez, how, how's all those people claiming Steve as well? Yeah, isn't it weird? What's the uh, what's the sudden obsession with claiming? Uh, like every, every... I'll link you a short video, and um, then you'll find out. You're all right. <laughs> fair enough. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I thought you were going to do one of those live crosses like you did uh, last week. And, uh, okay, right. I'll look uh, forward to that. Um, yeah, I know. There's, there's just by the amount of uh, the amount of going backwards and forwards with Steve-O's my man. Steve-O's my man. Um, what's what's the other one? Brody Urkus and and this going backwards and forwards. What are blokes jumping on blokes when they're already? Well, they're starting. They're already looking good. To to have someone as your man, you got to be on them when they're not much. Do you guys agree with that? Oh, hundred percent. Because the amount of guys that just jump on people out there while when they're on the way, I say, "Oh, yeah, so and so is mine." I I can't have it. Well, I should bring that up, Jeff. Do you mind? I'm just saying, I'm hundred percent over Brody Herkes too. It's all fake hype. Hundred percent on the Jackson Jackson bin bag bandwagon. I am. Uh, premiership teammate of both of us, so just to be out there, yeah. Jacko. Uh, love you. Keep doing you. Fraser, you just uh, you've just highlighted me point of jumping on a bloke when he's you know you've just jumped on a Victoria, no, mate, Victorian cricketer. I was on mate Australian I, cricketer. Sorry. I was on Jacko Bin <laughs> when he was playing turf four as my opening batsman partnership. Yeah, I don't know, man. You just you've just jumped on a, a bloke that's just been named for Australia. From from what I heard, you're all all about Brody Herkes before now. You've Jumped on probably the best promising junior cricketer, so I don't know. You can't, you can't have it, mate. Oh, no, I don't. I remember. Uh, you remember you folks would have played with Jake Campbell back yep. in the day. Yep, I did. Cambo, did you? Coop, were you? Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, it's Stones, you may, you may or may know not know him, but man, he, like, yep, yep. And this, this story's okay. been told a lot. He rocked up to the club one day, like he was playing fifth eleven cricket. Probably took one for sixty off his eight overs or something like that. Wouldn't have made any 
uh, any any run stuff all. Um, brown corduroy pants. He had like a perm haircut, like just curly hair, bit of a gut on him. He looks like like he basically looked like Jonah Hill coming in. Like he looked like a parody, like he was taking a piss. Mate, if, if someone had got on him then and said, you know, he's my man. Like you you got laughed at. That's the first thing. Like no, you you would no one would have jumped on him then. But like you look a year down the track, he he played like a turf on game. He was a decent. Actually, played a few turf on games. Maybe he was a decent second eleven cricketer. You know, well dressed police officer. So he became fit. He's got a missus living in the city. Like if if someone had jumped on him then and said, "Yeah, Cambo's my man," I would have said, "Mate, that's." That, that would have been a great turnaround. That's that's when I can get it. When someone's at their worst or isn't known, that's when you got to get on them, mate. I reckon. I reckon there's going to be a lot of folks next year. Just I'm going to be I'm going to be having a look at all the uh, the young kids. Um, just to, oh, to see. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit George Pell that one. Yeah, so. I was going to say, is that the answer to the George Pell question from earlier? No, 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 no. That's uh, no, I didn't mean that. I mean people trying to get on them early. So actually, that sounds even worse. <laughs> right, let's, let's. I'll jump back to the non-essentials. I'll jump back to the non-essentials. Um, all right, first eleven. First level was a tough one, mate. Uh, I was going through there. They're just they're all good guys. Frankie Holden was one I thought I could have put in, but now I'll, I'll leave that one out. Um, so I said, just from an on-field point of view, from the first eleven, uh, non-essential, uh, Michael Delzato said himself, <laughs> being, a, <laughs> being a being a recent first eleven player. Um, I mean, you take away me. 15 years of treasurer, organising shanikers, organising trip aways, clothing general club legend sort of stuff and you peel it back to just the uh, the cricketing ability. Um, I'm basically just a bloke that shows up once or twice a season. Just, yeah, just definition of a list cogger. Um, or just, I don't know, I'm sure, who's, a, who's a list cogger? Eh? Like, I'm basically like an Alex Fasolo of the Berwick Cricket Club, mate. I'm just, just, just putting in a space. Like, if you need like a, if you need just an average cricketer to put in the thirds or something, I'm just, that's, that's just me. So, um, yeah, that's so myself for the first. Uh, like I said, the first was a hard one. Uh, second 11. So these guys didn't play a whole lot of second 11, but uh, this is a joint non essential. So you can either, all me non essential sort of, they're like, they're only parts of their thing. So they're not the full person. Actually, there is one full where they're just completely non essential. But yeah, this second 11 one is, um, it's like you can either have one or the other. So it's just two blokes. Cooper Folks and Jess Jassal. <laughs> the um, um and the reason reason being they're just they're two basically <laughs> identical cricketers. They're both like bowlers, sort of medium paces, about the same weight, and the, like the same height. Just like I, I think Jess is just like he's like Cooper, just with dark makeup on, basically. Like I don't, like, and then I thought back and I'm like, I don't even reckon I've seen them in the same room together. <laughs> And I'm sure, like, I've seen both the names on the team sheet and that, but they're basically, like, exactly the same. They've got, none of them can bat. Uh, it's just had one innings where he hit it around. But they – um, so, like, you've basically got exactly the same guy. So, one of, you take one or the other. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. What's your, what's your thoughts? Cooper, he's – you just see – you see me – I don't – 
I'm trying to think of times that I've That's seen both of you at the same place. Because, like, you, you stay back it's after training, but Jess doesn't. I will. And then I don't think I've seen you guys actually together. You, are you playing, like, a double agent or something? And... <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right. Um, Cooper no, does drink, no, though. I'm, I can so, tell you I'm not. Yeah. But have, have you seen Jess around Cooper when he's not drinking? Like, or when, when, when Cooper's drinking, have you seen Jess around? Oh, that's, that's the thing. I reckon that's the same bloke. I'm, I'm sure about that. So, um, anyway, um, so yeah, me all round non essential, and this one's the same one as Cooper's early on, Stu Putson. Um, <laughs> like, English bloke, soap dodger. Um, knew the club, averaged about 10 with the stick, doesn't bowl. Um, again, a bit of a list cogger. Um, he's the kind of like, if you didn't show up next year, you'd just be like, oh, you'd forget about him in a couple of years. So uh, having said that, I actually really like Stu Partson and it'd be good to see him come back. I'm not trying to back out from what I'm saying, but just I think he's basically not essential. So. He listens to this podcast too, Stu. Does he? Uh, Oh, okay. He's been on the no, comment section before, so uh, nice to see you, Stu. I'm a fan of you. Um, oh, I am. I like Stu Putson, but I'm just saying, like, not essential. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no offence, Stu. Anyway, um, fourth 11. Uh, I got a couple of on-field ones, um, controversial ones probably. Um, Aaron Barnard and Matt Doomsney. <laughs> um, well, this probably won't go down, and Barnes probably... Barnes probably driven his truck off the road when he's heard this, but um, actually, probably not too. Shouldn't be talking about that. But uh, Barn, uh, Barn, Barn, Barn is a bloke that I probably played more cricket with than anyone else. <clears throat> I remember him just averaging about ten with the ball. You know, most of those ten were nicks through, you know, through slips along the ground, inside edges. Like he just dominated, winning league bowling averages. Um, like opposition batsmen generally used to fear him. Now. In recent years, he's landing the ball two like two inches in front of his front foot, bowling it off the cre- off the pitch. Um, it's got slower, swinging less. Uh, he's averaging about twenty now. It's just uh, he's just like like Ray Henry's more threatening at the moment than Aaron Barnard, and uh, an absolute essential off the field barn. Like you could have put him in the essential category off the field, but. I'm basically I'm doing this to spur him on next year. I can't wait for the to round one next year and Barn takes the wicket and just gives me shit calling saying, no, call that non cop that non essential chirp or something. So that's the spur Barn on. Um Matt Doomsney as well. Uh again, poor taste buds and putting him in the same conversation as uh Bryce Campbell. Um you can get stuffed dooms, so I have to put you in there too. And uh last one, fifth eleven, Matt Ryan. Non essential. <laughs> um <clears throat> I don't, I don't see him at training. Uh, he's got an annoying dad. Um, so if you if you get rid of Matt, then you get rid of Butch. Um, actually, that's probably not a bad. Uh, well, it's not probably not a bad uh, idea for one of your uh, questions. Like, who's the most annoying dad at the club? I don't think I could handle that answer, Sherp. <laughs> I was going to say you'd go in probably clubhouse leader, Brady. But um, there'd be there'd be a few there'd be a few that. Uh, did it go up there? What do you reckon, Coop? Who's your uh, who's your vote for the most annoying dad? Yeah. Most annoying dad. Um, yeah. Oh. That's, that's not the absolute grades, my folks. Time to think about that. A lot as worse much than as I'd him love out there. to pop me old, me old man. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Bush is probably number one. Stones, are you, Who, Stones, are you any uh, annoying dads around the place? I don't know. I've only been here a year. I haven't really got myself around too much to know or be annoyed by anything. Spud's, Spud's so. kid plays cricket, so I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. that. Um, yeah, but yeah, basically, Matt, Matt Ryan, <laughs> I, I put him as me non-essential. So, look, I've, I've no look. I've no doubt Matty Ryan's uh, a cracker of a bloke when he's up at the club. Um, he seems. I see him. I see a lot of his photos out at nightclubs and that, so I reckon he'd be a good bloke when he's on the source. But uh, I don't know. Is he ever up at the club for social functions or anything? I don't. I think he's only. Nah. How old is he? Actually, he must be eighteen if he's out at clubs. So nineteen, I reckon. Yeah. Just a weird. He's a weird cat. He's a. He's a. I'm surprised. He's actually. I'm not surprised. Nine or twenty. Yeah. He never turns up to training, but. He's got a bit of ability, Matt Ryan. Does he, is he still okay? I don't, I don't know. I haven't played much in with him this year. But, um, yeah, a- again, like I said, if he left the club, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. So Awesome. Uh, thanks for that, Chip. Have you boys got anything left to add? Because we are probably running a little bit over time here. Oh, sorry about that. Stoner? All goody. Thank you so much, Chirp, no, mate. No, we we'll appreciate annoyed. having you on. Um, you've been a good listen, mate. And uh, best of luck. I hope you answered all the questions that you needed. No worries, boys. Good on you. Appreciate you having me. And uh, all the best with the podcast. It's, I'm enjoying listening to it. Can't wait to hear more, mate. You're one of the absolute uh, club legends there and a man that tells a good story. So, Cheers. All right. Thanks, boys. Go Have on, a good one. Cheers.